0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: This is Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here with an absolute superstar, Mr. Lightning Jr. What's well, What's well, mate? Uh, can you introduce these guys that we don't uh, really know? Two assistant coaches,
2: main coach Roy Jones Jr. and coach, coach me, uh, Ryan Barrett. Um, and all my stable mates here with me as well. We've got Andrew Murphy. Fernando Bunch and uh, Kevin Newman. Come on. The... The there they are.
3: There
1: right. they are. So this is the squad, yeah?
2: Yeah, they all work hard every day. Always keeping me in check too, when I'm, when I'm slacking. Um, and yeah, so, as you'll probably know about my pro debut I had in Mexico, Uh, I didn't get the decision. You can ask Roy what happened if he wants to put a comment in. Uh, But what I can tell you, it wasn't a journeyman like all the England fighters get, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, And I went there at the age of 16 uh, with the intention to win. Fighting off pure heart, pure skill and pure brains. I didn't didn't get my manpower then, you know what I mean? I've only just started maturing into my body now, properly. And... uh, Yeah. So, boxing for me is like a lifestyle, to be honest. Like, what I'm trying to say is, have you seen... I don't know how to put it... When I say lifestyle, I mean, look at all these fighters now, like, as you've got Roy, you've got all the old greats, like Thomas Hearns, they all need to fight each other at one time. Now, what's happened is boxing's kind of come just more money than, like, people more than entertainment, if you know what I'm trying to say. Back in the day, it was entertainment. People were trying to fight the best, if you know what I'm trying to say. Now it's all about the money, like, people t- scared to lose their O. And it's all about the promoters and TV channels to save it, if you ask me. See, me, I just want to... F- of course, I want to get all the big money and the big deals and the big fights, but for me, I just want to fight all the best and I want to be loved all around the world by USA, Ireland, Puerto Rico, UAE. I want to be the people's champion, you know what I mean? But... Um, yeah. Look, I mean, look at this one, for instance. Look at Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva was a great champion in the MMA. Got to give, but you have got to give the credit to Jake Paul because he has come a long way in the last few years. Am I right? Yep. Am I right? Yep. Because he's been working in the gym flat out when all the others haven't really. Like, there is a couple out there that I know Slim's quite good as well. I've seen him. I know him quite well as well. And uh, yeah. So Roy, do you want to put
1: a comment in about the fight? Yeah, let's, uh, let's have a little reflection on Mexico. He seemed very honest in his, uh, his evaluation of what happened out there. So from your perspective, Roy?
3: Uh, I thought it was an absolutely marvellous event. I thought he showed me all the qualities of a great champion. So nowadays, like you said, everybody's about protecting the O. We're not protecting the old. We're trying to be the best fighter around. And the way you be the best fighter around is by challenging yourself, find out what you're made of, find out how you react on the pressure. All the things that we don't know about some of these guys that we call great champions, I know about him already. So now just everything we got from here forward is just additives because he got the heart, he got the chin, he got the courage, he had all the necessary intangibles that it takes to make a great champion. And that's what we try to build on all of these guys. Fernando right there has been in some real situations where he had to show me he had heart. Kevin right there last time in Mexico had to show me he had the heart that they wanted. Andrew ain't been in that situation yet, but his time is coming. Mm-hmm. He's already been there, his first fight. You understand Kevin has, how many fights, 16 Kevin? Yeah. And Andrew and uh, Fernando has about 13, but they already both have been tested. He was tested in number one. I don't want fighters who have not been tested or who are afraid to take a test. My fighters need to be willing to take a test. If they are willing to take a test, then I'm willing to teach, because now they tell me if you're willing to test yourself, then you're willing to use what I teach you. If you're not willing to test yourself, then why are you going to be so eager to learn? And why would I waste my time teaching you if you're never going to test yourself? We don't know if it works or not if you don't test yourself, right? So if a guy is not, a, is not willing to test himself, I don't want him. Standing married at about 12 years old, but stand to fight anybody, I don't mind trying to fight it like that. That's Tony's other little brother.
1: Um, I'll bring in this uh, as well, uh, Tony, if you can hold the mic, just about his development at the moment and obviously a reflection on what they were talking about for his uh, pro debut.
4: Yeah, well, like I say, I've um, trained Tony from a junior, so um, I know a lot about uh, Tony, and um, over the years, um, you know, I've always told his dad that there's something about this kid that's something unique and different he needs to go away from when he was training with me. Uh, And obviously went and found Roy, you know, went a few places in the States and that. And um, really did kind of blossom his skills into being a a proper fighter now and maturing um, as well. Like, I've watched the fight from the uh, Mexico fight and, um, you know, just the maturity would have made a big difference. You know, we're a little bit further down the line now, but he showed something that a lot of English boxers won't have. You know, they don't go to foreign countries in pro debuts, you know. Unluckily uh, loses his O, but the pressure's not on now. We get to literally just fight and win um, and progression, slowly but surely, especially under uh, what the master says here.
2: Also, um, a few minutes ago I heard you say about depression. Last year, about, I think it was February, so uh, me and my mum, me and the family, Nate Jones, because currently he was my trainer then, Basically, we basically was all in the house one day uh, my dad was going my dad su- suffers from depression depression to extreme like it's very really hard for him and this box's always enjoys and loves but <coughs> one, one day the door the uh, bathroom door was locked and it it was it was so, We found him in there unconscious with a pool of blood coming under the door and i'm telling you now i have seen i've heard a couple of boxers say well they went through it and stuff and what they would have done at their worst and uh, yeah it's sad really because I've lived with it my whole life he will tell you he's he know my dad from young too he knows what he's like he's I have to I have to, I, have to do, I owe it to everyone him my family and I owe it to myself especially I owe it to Roy I owe it to these guys behind me for keeping me in check all the time so yeah um, and I owe it to my sponsors Staten Group Kettle Kids uh, Bill Dowling, Wills Centers Matt, I worked to all of you, and mainly Everlast. I, I worked to all of them. Always helping me out.
1: Mm-hmm. He's got a, an old head on his shoulders at a young age. He has, isn't he?
3: And that's why people say, why did you let him turn pro?" Because he has the mindset. He's not an amateur fighter. He's not... Amateur fighting is not going to do this kid any good. This is a grown man in a kid's body. Just got to be bought out of him. And that's why I didn't want to take him the amateur route. And they say, well, why you let him fight so tough so early? Well, I didn't know the guy was going to pull down and blow back up on him like that. The guy was three kilos heavier than him. And by come fighting. And I also didn't know he was going to catch COVID or whatever he had the week before and lose weight instead of gain weight. He came in 98 pounds. I thought he was going to at least be 105, 106.
2: The fight weight was 107. On, on the weigh-in day, I was 90, 98. Yeah, 98. Yes. And I had to sign a contract about the risk of fighting because I was so on the way. And the next day he went up to, how much was it, like 18 pounds? At least
3: 18 pounds, yes. At least hundred eighteen pounds. So, but, but but like I said, to me again, that was God will assured me what I had here. You understand me? And he did everything I asked him to do, every round, you understand me? Every round. He went right there and fought a fight, and you don't see guys, especially in this country, that know how to fight in clothes, shoulder rolling, do what they got to do, trading, giving and taking, catching goal, um, with, with a return game. You don't see that in this country too often. He got all that already.
2: I went to one of the gamest places in the world to fight in Mexico. And doing that, that night, I become, become the youngest boxer, professional boxer in the history of the UK. No one's ever turned pro at 16 out of this country in, in the history of the, uh, the world, obviously. So I'm the first.
3: And they absolutely loved him in Mexico because yeah. they understand boxing, they understand fighting, they understand grit. They loved what they saw in a 16-year-old versus an 18-year-old that's three kilos heavier.
1: So, I mean, it sounded a risk what you did, but you believe that at some point, all you guys, you believe that that risk will kind of pay off even though it didn't go his way on the night?
3: I know the payoff because it,
1: to me it did go
3: his way. Uh, people think it didn't go away because he didn't get a W, no, it did go his way. He showed everything I wanted to see, and and not now that of that is like I said I feel like amateur boxing would be taking him backwards, and he showed he proved to me that night that was dead right.
1: What we we'll do now is if you take this mic.
2: So listen, so what's up guys? I've got the one and only RoboCop, Andrew Murphy here. What's
1: going on?
5: What's going on, everybody?
2: Yep, yeah, that's that's RoboCop. Yeah. Then we have uh we have Kevin Newman.
5: What's up, what's up? You know, Kevin Newman fight from Las Vegas, fighting out of Pensacola, Florida now. um, You know, looking for that one big opportunity, man, just grinding and, and working my ass off with this guy in front of me, you know, uh, day in and day out. So I'm sure we'll get it soon.
2: Then we have LTH left, Fernando Bunch.
5: How's it going?
0: How's it going? You said it right, my brother. I know. Uh, it's Fernando Bunch, straight out of Augusta, Georgia, training hard, preparing for the next. No risk, no glory. It's exactly what they're defining,
1: is what we're doing
2: took me a while to get that that right, to be honest, but yeah.
1: So, guys, you've seen, obviously, Tony uh, in the gym, you see him day in, day out. What kind of prospect is he, in your opinion? No, he's an excellent prospect because, like Coach was saying earlier, you know, he is
0: a young man, you know, he's 16 years old, but he works very hard and he's got a grown man mindset, you know, and then that's been passed down, obviously, from the coach as well, but also that's God-given too. You know, uh, Coach we're really teaching him to go in there and be dangerous in the ring. And I think that the way Tony is so exciting, you know, obviously you've seen him. He's very entertaining. Um, and if you add that threat level on top of it, he's a very exciting prospect. And uh, it's been good to see him grow, especially when he first came to America to now.
1: Same question, really.
0: No, absolutely. Um, definitely, exactly what Andrew said. Um, Tony is not only blessed, but he's also gifted. And which uh, he definitely proved that to me. Um, I remember on the first day, I could see I was like, "Oh, and this kid got something." But you know, also we had that question like, "Okay, but when he gets into a real situation, how would he do?" Right? And when he went to Mexico, uh, it's kind of like the rite of passage with uh, with with uh, you know Roy Jones junior, all of us have fought in Mexico, and we've all been under under that test. So, when I saw how Tony performed in Mexico, um, I was extremely proud of him. Um, I had a whole lot more respect for him. I respected respected him initially, but I respected him more as a man because I seen him uh, take adversity, and uh, he he kept his shield. He stayed at his shield on. So, he blessed, gifted, not only uh, gifted, but, like, he's surrounded by a team that's not going to accept anything less. And so... uh, Man, it's, it's only to the top for him.
5: I think Kevin he lacks a bit of confidence, though, doesn't he? No, this, you know, this, this, this kid, this kid, um, you know, he has, he has all the confidence in the world. But you know, I see when I look at him, I see an extremely talented kid. You know, that's that's that ha- that like Roy said, he's a he's a he's a a man in a in a, just in a, in a young young man's body. But I mean, he's growing every single day. Um, and not only that, I mean, I could really see that you can see something special in him, you know? I mean, like, you could see, if you watch his fight in Mexico or his exhibitions, you know, this kid is an entertainer, you know? Um, he's a very, very, very talented kid, and he's unbreakable, you know? You can see that in, in his heart and in his mind, you know? Nothing's gonna get in the way and stop this kid of doing what he wants to do, you know, and taking it as far as he wants to take it. Um, I'll kind of come back to Roy on this one.
1: Roy, if you see any similarities between him and Anyone in boxing, who would you say he has similarities to?
3: Honestly, to be, to be frank and honest with you, he has a lot of similarities to myself because he feels like he owes it to so many people to be a performer, to go out and give them a true performance, not just a victory, but a performance. And he'll damn near die trying to satisfy everybody around him over himself. And that's, that's the best thing about him to me. In that fight in Mexico, he was trying every damn thing he could to make sure he did the right thing. He wanted to freaking win. Now, like I said, I thought the fight should have been a draw at best. But I mean, you know, you get those uh, those things happen that happened to me. That was my story. I got robbed in the first one, but look what I went and did after that. That Well, in in my last amateur fight, but it's like it can only go up from there. So for me, I'm not building a paper champion. These guys right here, they're not paper champions. I'm trying to make real champions out of my. Are they gonna make it? Because we're not trying to go out there and say, "Oh well, we undefeated." What does that mean if we ain't fought nobody? You understand me? So if we undefeated, we cool, but that means we ain't challenged ourselves enough. Because if we look for every challenge out there, then the great Roy Jones, probably arguably one of the best of all time, I got losses. Why? If I could find it, I fought it. I don't give a damn what weight it was. So,
1: (laughs) right, guys, thank you very much, Uh, Lightning. I'll let you sign us out.
2: Lightning so Junior, best and funniest entertainer on the whole page and YouTube channel. Out. Sports Social Podcast Network.